Hi, I'm Michael Cashew. And I'm Adi Cashew, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development. Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships. We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. Hey, this is Adi Kaju, and you're listening to the WAG podcast. Today's episode is a little bit different. We had some people apply to do a live coaching session with me on nutrition and any obstacles that they're encountering. So today's episode is going to be a recording of one of those coaching calls. Hope that you get some value of listening to this person's story and how we talk about what's going on for them and maybe relating it to yourself. If you love this podcast, we would really appreciate you taking the time to leave us a five-star review and tell us what you love about it. Tell us what you're taking away from it. It is really the best way for us to get this podcast out there and to reach more people, and we would really appreciate you taking the time. So thank you, and let's get into this coaching call. My first question for you, and and I'm going to just like probably ask you a bunch of questions. I might take some notes sure. so that I have some things to reference back to. And what I'm going to start with is if you could wave a magic wand and this Mm -hmm. conversation would go exactly the way that you imagined it and would want it to go, what would happen by the end of it? Would would enlightenment be way too much to to hope for? (laughs) Definitely not Buddha, but... No, yeah. (laughs) No, I absolutely love the podcast because it's, I mean... I just like ooze so much wisdom. It's ridiculous, uh, especially for, you know, y'all's age. Y'all are not old. So you and Michael just like a lot of wisdom. So yeah, I don't know. Like, and I don't even know like really all of y'all's experiences or anything, but just the amount of tactfulness that y'all have like in your relationship, I guess just that much awareness would probably be pretty awesome thing to wave my wand for. Okay. So Increased awareness is what we're aiming for. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I think we can do that. Well, we can aim for there. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Um, so tell me a little bit about your nutrition in general. Like what made you fill out the questionnaire? Where where are you like hitting some struggles? So questionnaire really just because it got emailed to me and I love the podcast so much. I was like, okay. I mean, I'm sure like you know, she can answer a bunch of questions, whatever. But as far as nutrition goes, just very, very basic. Not, I'm not even tracking anything like I did for a while. And then like I was tracking macros. But uh, for the most part, it's just been like trying to be health conscious, I guess, if that makes sense. Just, you know, like, okay, well, I'm not going to stuff myself. Uh, I'm going to try to keep to basic healthy foods. And then, you know, I'll have what I want here and there lately a little bit more here and there (laughs) so but yeah it's been very simple and not as intentional as I have been before yeah so when okay so when you've been and I don't I'm not here saying tracking is the way like I I haven't tracked my food for a very long time so I totally get that when you say you've been intentional in the past what has that looked like is that when you were tracking your food or is it looked different than that when I was tracking my food was probably the most intentional and so I did that probably around this time last year 
for maybe two months. And then by the end of that, I had gotten to the point to where I kind of knew the portions of what I was eating for the most part. And it was pretty easy for me to put my meals together. And, and then whenever I stopped intentionally tracking and I was like, I know what I'm doing. I can just put it together. My meals started getting bigger or started having <laughs> different things on them because of course they would, you know, it's only one or two more slices of bacon. And yeah, so it's just, uh, I guess the most intentional though was around this time last year where I would just like, yeah, there's that, um, that like myth of I've gotten on top of the ledge. Uh I'm good. I figured it out. I'm going to stay here. There's this like myth of confidence that comes with nutrition because uh, the truth is you fall on and off the ledge all the time. And it's really about having enough experience and confidence that no matter what happens, you can get back on top of the ledge. Right. Mm -hmm. Where I mean, I guess my mindset too is like, it's been two months. It's basically a habit now for me to do all of this. And and it's not a habit for me to be a human scale. So right. Totally. And you were doing that because what are your goals? Like, what are you trying to achieve? So I started CrossFit in October of 2018. And so I guess around this point where I started tracking, I was like six or seven months into it. And I was having a lot of fun. And, you know, certain coaches were like, oh, yeah, this is what we're doing. Like, as far as nutrition goes, whatever. And then really then that's actually when I started to realize who you and Michael are. And so started following uh, working against gravity and stuff like that. Because whenever I first met you guys, I had no, I had, I had no idea who you guys were at all. <laughs> and for context, I, we met at the bank. Yeah. <laughs> so it's no, not it like, we, yeah, we, it was so funny. So funny how you meet people sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so I've started following you guys. I was like, I, I don't even remember how I came across the nutrition. I think it like came across and I was like, why do I know that name working against gravity? And, and of course it was from the bank. And so uh, started following you guys and a bunch of stuff with like, you know, blogs and things like that. And um, I took, I don't remember how I got started into tracking macros. I just remember y'all kind of incepted that idea into me of like, that might be a good thing. And so, um, and it sounded different than like other nutritionists that I'd heard like saying it and stuff. It was just all about deficit really, but whenever I heard it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And so the way y'all approached it just gave me like a, oh, Okay, so I don't have to give up whiskey like all the time. Okay, great. Yeah, that's that's kind of what got me to start doing that. It wasn't even like a really big goal. It was just I had started taking more into my health because before CrossFit, all I was doing was, you know, Gold's Gym, you know, four times a week, five times a week. And the same thing I'm doing now with my nutrition, which was just being health conscious and not like super intentional with how much I'm taking in of what. And then so after starting CrossFit and getting into that, I was being a little bit more intentional, like, okay, well, what is it, you know, what is having this many carbs, like, for this many days in a row do for my performance at the gym? Uh, Not like I was looking like, I'm going to be like the number one guy at my gym or anything. But it was like, okay, well, like, I can actually, you know, string together more than five muscle ups if I feel this way. And this is how I ate this week, or anything like that. So yeah, is that your main goal was that to improve your performance in the gym yeah yeah it was you know I had my group of friends where it was just like we were always just button heads on who's gonna beat each other in the next day's workout and whatever and just got fun to be competitive so yeah cool cool. it was mostly to beat them 
Okay, cool. So when you say that being health conscious is kind of like the way that you're approaching it right now, what is what if you had to like define that for me, how would you define it? Um, trying to have color in each meal, uh, mainly veggies would like be my source of color. How, my main source of carbs is rice just because it's super easy and I don't get tired of it. So mm. <laughs> I love rice. Um, and then, you know, just, I mean, it's really just that, like having a good source of color, decent amount of carbs, and then a good source of protein, whether or not it's chicken, turkey, and then that's just most of the week. And then we'll grab something from a local place here and there, but that's, I guess, health conscious would just be like trying to like, if you were to think of like in a different term, if it was a song, it's like, okay, we've got two verses and a chorus that we can repeat if we want to. And we're good. That's a song. We're done. But yeah. Okay. So um, when, so I get it. And I, I love that when you defined what health conscious means to you, you didn't talk about anything that you can't have. You only talked about the things that you do have, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It's less often that you hear it that way. More often you hear not having this or not having that or avoiding this or restricting that. So I like that you're focusing on the things that you can have where, so right now when, what is like a normal day of eating look like average? Don't give me your best day. Be brutally honest with me. Zero judgment over here. Average day of eating. They're kind of all over. It depends. Like, so I had to go into the office this week um, and so it depends on what I'm doing that day. Mm -hmm. So if I wake up on time, sometimes I do eat something before I go to work. I go into work at seven though. So majority of the time, I would say I go in, I probably don't eat until 10 or 11, which is like around the time I take my lunch around 11. And so whenever that happens, it's just black coffee and water up until that point. And then I just call it intermittent fasting by mm -hmm. accident. It's definitely not intentional. It's just what I ended up doing. And so usually uh, lunch looks like what I just said. It's like mixed veggies, rice, and chicken or turkey. Dinner. And you bring that with you to work? No, I'll usually drive back here to let the dog out and stuff. And, and then I'll pick up my lunch then. Also, I had read like something about like happiness in the workplace and like years ago where it was like, okay, majority of people who actually leave their office during their lunchtime are happier like throughout their day with work. Yeah, so I make I've it intentional to not take my lunch with me. Yeah, I just make it intentional to not take my lunch with me so I don't sit at my desk and eat like during my, it's super easy. You're just like, oh, I don't want to go anywhere. I'm just going to sit back and eat here. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and then dinner is all over the place. It just, it really depends on the mood. If we have something here that we'll make, then we'll make that but it, it it's really all over the place. Dinner can be anywhere from, well, I changed my mind. I want, I want a burger. Okay. Well, we'll go grab some burgers from like, like there's some local places that are really close to our place. That's just like, yeah, baby, we're getting some burgers. <laughs> uh, but on average, I would say the most consistent parts are just the fact that lunch is pretty much always the same. And then breakfast is more of just like a Saturday thing, like Saturdays or breakfast because yeah. then Sunday I, I play for a church that's like 30, I play a bass for a church that's like 30 minutes away and I have to be out there at like 7 a.m. So, mm -hmm. you know, that, that's another early day. So I'm usually just black coffee until around lunchtime. But yeah, average day, dinner just never looks the same. And so dinner, when you're like, when you're debating what's happening for dinner, you're like in the moment, going to the fridge, what do we have? Are mm -hmm. you starving at this Some point? 
no, I don't, don't let it get to that point because okay. especially with a pregnant woman, you know, that's <laughs> not going to be a good situation for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, that's trial and error there. Um, no, so sometimes I'll have something prepared like beforehand, uh, usually like if I want something and I feel like, oh, like if a cold front's coming in or something like that, I'm like, all right, I'm going to want some tortilla soup. And so I'll make that in a crock pot, you know, the day before, and then we'll warm it back up the next day for dinner or something with, you know, some tortilla soup. It's gosh. one of my favorite uh, foods ever. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah. <laughs> and that one is probably my favorite thing. Just, yeah, we make it from scratch and everything. It's so good. But uh, for the most part, I would say, yeah, it's in the moment. It's just like a getting ready to get out of work. What are you in the mood for today? Or whenever I get there, what do you want to eat? Oh, we haven't thought of that. Okay, so let's just wing it. And if there's something here, we whip it up. And then if not, we go grab something. Yeah. So, so. when how often do you think that you're because because you mentioned like, especially in harder times, which we're talking sure. during Coronavirus right now, mm-hmm. that it's harder to make better choices. And it, but sure. it's like, as we're talking, I'm like, I'm trying to find like where your issue is, you know, because it sounds overall, like what you're saying to me sounds pretty great. You know, I'm like having mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being I'm being conscious of what I'm choosing for lunch. And I'm mm-hmm. having, you know, a rice, a protein and a vegetable. And then I come home and for dinner. And I like, how often is it occurring that you're like, screw it, we're gonna go have burgers and fries? Like, where is the where's the friction coming in? So lately, that's been the case more often than not, especially like with the way grocery stores got there for a while. I was like, Mm-mm, I'm not going to a grocery store. Like, it's not happening. I was not going to go and deal with people was my whole thing. Um, so the dinner part was, I mean, I would say like even probably like four times a week in the later part, like what's been going on lately. So the last month or so. And that's actually probably where it's gotten like the worst was like the last month. man um I can yeah I can feel it but I don't know like I guess like for the most part it just kind of worked like just to the way I was doing things but it never got any better like it was I would have those moments where I was like okay I'll be intentional for a month or two Mm -hmm. and sweet I'm gonna just you know slowly slip back into what I've always done And yeah, that's, so I guess it's not even necessarily like, oh, there's like this huge problem where I'm stuck right here. It's mostly just like, man, I'm always right here. Like doesn't, and I'll hit like a little bump and then I go right back to where I was. Yes. Sometimes actually that's even harder because what I'm gathering and you can correct me if I'm wrong, this is just what I'm hearing is you aren't in a spot where there's something like dramatic that you want to change and you're not, you're, you're being intentional sometimes more intentional than other times. And Mm -hmm. you want to improve your performance in the gym. And especially now with the gym closed, that motivation goes way down because you can't go to the gym. You're not competing against your friends. It's like, they don't know if I'm beating them or not. Right. And then we're going to do just burpees for time. (laughs) Yeah. And then you're, you're also, I'm, I, you haven't mentioned anything about wanting to change the way you look or losing weight or anything like that. So it's maybe it's, it would be a nice thing, but it's not like this. It sounds like it's not this huge concern or this huge motivation for you. You're like, I'm kind of comfortable with where I'm at. 
and it's it would be nice if it it changed but it's not like a huge motivating factor yeah and so and like especially like the looks thing like i don't know when i got over that part i used super like body conscious for a while there and i don't know if it was before or after crossfit where i kind of just got over that it was definitely in the you know the last couple of years yeah that that's just like hasn't been a huge deal like it's just like no i'm pretty good like I can go to the beach with my friends, take my shirt off and not feel like, oh man, he's got abs and I don't already like, yeah, I don't know. At this point, I'm just like, who cares? Like really, if I feel like the main thing is I feel good the last month with the way things have been definitely feel a little bit heavier, mm-hmm. a little bit more sluggish than I had before. But for the majority, no, there isn't like some like detrimental spot where it's just like, man, something's got to change right here. Like, right. Yeah, sometimes that makes it a little bit harder because mm-hmm. it's not – it's like this isn't that bad and I don't feel yeah. that bad and I feel okay. Yeah. But then there's this – you've had glimpses of what better could feel like and mm-hmm. you've had glimpses of that and the motivation to stay up there is just lower. I see this happen all the time, which sometimes is a little bit trickier even then when you're like, I am so motivated to achieve my goals and I have these very specific. Mm-hmm. So let's maybe, let's maybe try, and you're young too. How old are you? 29. 29. So like we're the same age basically. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're like the, the, the impending doom is far, <laughs> is far away. Yeah. It's far enough away that you're like, I don't have to deal with this right now like I'm good right Mm -hmm. now I'm still kind of I can still kind of skate by making these choices without feeling so much pain that maybe you'd feel if you were in your 50s or 60s it might feel a little bit different so I want to try and inspire you or have a conversation around how do you want to treat yourself like how do you want to treat yourself when you think about the way Cause it's not just about be eating healthy. It's not just about mm-hmm. that. It's when I'm eating healthy, what kind of person do I get to be? What kind of dad will I be? What kind of husband mm-hmm. do I get to be or partner do I get to be? What, what, when you imagine yourself being the best version of yourself and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to mean like I'm never having a burger and fries, but it's like, right. what, what, what about that? can we make so motivating that it becomes, it's so present in your day every day? I guess, especially thinking on the dad part. Um, that's probably like <laughs> the bigger thing that I've thought about. So like when I was younger, I always thought like, and when I say younger, I mean like 14, 15 years old, I thought I was going to be the super young dad like that. I was like, I'm going to probably have a kid by the time I'm like 20, 22 and I'm going to be that young, like little league coach, dad, whatever. That's, I don't know when I, I, whatever, like, that's what I thought. And then, you know, I turned 25 and I'm like, oh man, I'm so glad I did not have a kid by, by the time I was 22. So looking forward though, it's just, I guess the biggest motivation wouldn't even just be like, uh, it would just be to be healthy enough to still like school my kid, like, you know, I'm going to be a guy. So I want to be able to run circles around him at least for, for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, and and like, at least give him some competition whenever we're like, if we're doing anything physical, 
whether it's swimming or even weightlifting, I don't imagine that I would do CrossFit like for a super long time, at least as competitive as I'm being right now with like my friends. But yeah, it would just mainly be to be healthy for as long as possible to like enjoy stuff with him. Yeah. Do you find, do you ever notice you behaving differently when you're on your best day versus your worst day? Like towards other people. A little or bit. Yourself. Yeah, no, I, I definitely do. And I guess like toward people is mainly not even like an outward action. It's more of an, we'll call it like polite disregard, I guess is what I'll get. Like, cause okay. So if I'm like being super unhealthy for a while, I don't know if you've ever felt like just where your head feels almost like allergies. Like your head just feels foggy. You feel like just real kind of out of it and just like, uh, like I just want to go sleep. I'll get like that. And then it's just, it's not even like I'm going to lash out at anybody. It's just gonna be like, don't talk to me. Just like withdraw. I don't want to talk. Yeah. And so I'm going to, I'm going to be here in my spot. I don't want to talk to people. You all just enjoy your lives. I will enjoy me here, right here, Mm -hmm. my space, no passwords. Like, yeah. And I guess like, so when that's gone, it's like, all right, let's all do something. Like, I don't know. It's just, you be, I just be, I become more enjoyable to be around probably. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I definitely do. I'm asking because I for sure do when I'm on, when I'm having my worst day, I am shorter. I withdraw more. I am less patient. I Mm -hmm. am definitely less fun to be around for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I become very fluent in sarcasm as well. Yeah. Exactly. It'll be very short, short sarcasm. And yeah, anyway, I'm just like, you know, you'll be fine. You can deal with it, right? So yeah. So when you're like on top of it, and you're feeling your best, you're having your you're in this streak, you have a couple months, you're feeling your absolute best. What what brings you down? Like what knocks you off? Uh, that can honestly be a number of things. And I guess whenever I mentioned hard times in the question, also, that would be in relation to well, whether or not it's like, fights with your significant other or um which is something that's extremely relevant i mean high marriage like Mm -hmm. you know and so or fights with family in general you know i went through a point there earlier this year where i didn't go and see my parents or my brothers for a couple of months and they only lived two hours away from me um which was extremely out of the norm the only time that i hadn't seen them at least like twice a month was whenever i lived out of state you know, so those are the times where it's just like, okay, well, that's, you know, all messed up. I don't care about that. I don't want to worry about my nutrition. I don't want to worry about anything yeah. other than what like kind of right in my face. And so then nutrition goes out the window. Yeah. Um, do you find that like in the moment eating that food just like makes you feel good and it like, kind of like helps you cope in a way? Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Like it's just like the definition of comfort food is exactly what happens. And even like it's, I can totally regret it right after, like just have complete remorse right after the meal and just be like, oh, that was a bad decision. Yeah. Have you ever Uh, regretted it? Like in the middle, I've totally been in the middle and I'm still doing it, but I regret it (laughs) as I'm doing it. Like I'm already in the regret, but I'm like, it's okay. (laughs) Yep. I'm just like, I'm there. I'm just like with my meal and just like regretting it already. And just like, well, (laughs) this is who you are now. And then just, you know, may as well finish it. Yeah. No, totally. And so, yeah, so in those moments, it just becomes like a comfort thing. Just like, okay, you know what? I want to have 
whatever Chinese food today and just like load up on everything that's in it. So Yeah, totally. What other sources of comfort do you have? <laughs> Music is is one that I'll indulge in the opposite way. Like people will tell you like Oh, you're having a bad day. Listen to some happy music. I'm like, Mm-mm, we're going real depression here. <laughs> and I'll put on music where it's like, man, these guys, they're such good lyricists. Wow. How do you even convey how much you miss someone? Wow. That's just, and I'm like, that's going to get repeated now. And, um, I, I will do that. I will, instead of having like, so I'll usually stick to, if I want alcohol, stick to whiskey just because I don't feel bloated or anything from it. But I do really enjoy beer, like craft beer. Like that's one thing I miss about Austin. Then I'll just be like, you know what? Forget it. And then I'll pick up. And they actually started selling some Austin beers down here. And so I'll pick up that beer. And then I'll totally regret that the next day, though, just because I feel that's one that I can absolutely like connect where it's just like, okay, I feel super bloated the next day. Even if it was only like two of them, like it's just absolutely affects it. Yeah. Okay. So we have food, yeah. beer, and music. Mm-hmm. You got you got any more for me? I don't think so. Do you? I think we're good. Yeah. It makes total sense. You know, you're going through a hard time, especially like stuff with family. Like I really mm-hmm. can totally relate. I live in another country for my family. I'm also having a baby and it's just mm-hmm. lots of things come up around big moments like that. I think it's yeah. a lot of it's like, it's not just... For you, it's not just your moment. It's everyone's been dreaming about this moment too. So there's a lot that comes yeah. comes in, involved in that. A lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. A lot of pressure. And some family are just, you know, they're, I call it spice tolerance. Like my family is very spicy <laughs> versus mm-hmm. Michael's family is not so spicy. <laughs> they're, okay tolerance for spice is just our tolerance for drama is just super high like there's just drama all the time where so I totally get it um the coping with things going on and I use food to cope too like that's been my mo since I was a kid for sure it's why I do what I do I think and I think something that could be really really helpful is just finding other coping strategies other than beer and food. And I don't know if you're eating the food or drinking the beer while you're listening to the music, but just like anything (laughs) that could help you feel, you know, more in touch with your emotions or more in touch, like more present or um, Mm -hmm. getting through them that is not food or beer. Yeah. One thing I actually got into recently was the Enneagram, which helped a lot. And so, because it was just like reading your junk mail or just like, just dirty mail, just being read on like a pretty general standpoint, like from a test or something. And I dove really far into that for a few weeks. That was probably one of the bigger catalysts for like decent, like for a good way to cope with anything that I was going through versus the other. Yeah, the Enneagram meaning like the personality test? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what did it tell you? What did you get from uh, it? So, I'm, uh, so it, of course, tells you your type, which is have, – have you done the Enneagram? Yeah, I think I'm a three, but I'm not, I'm not totally positive. I need to redo it. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I'm, I'm a two, and so which is 
uh, they label it as the helper. Um, but it's basically like, and so I was reading it and I was like, gosh, man, I do not want to admit any of this. Like, this is ridiculous. But so basically that I would put everybody else's needs before mine and mm. almost pretend that I don't have any needs and then get mad at people whenever it's just like, whenever I start to feel neglected, like I'm doing all this stuff for you, you, and you, and none of you are here for me. Mm. Um, super interesting stuff. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a podcast from Ian Cron and it is just super fun to listen to because he's a really enjoyable guy, but, um, he interviews different people that have different types of personalities. And I would listen to a few twos and I was like, man, this is like, it was like listening to myself talk. It was ridiculous. Um, but it was really interesting. There was this mom who was being interviewed and she was talking about her family and she said that she started telling her kids something which I can elaborate on, but she started telling him, your feelings aren't the boss of me, like to her kids. And so like if, if they were throwing a fit or whatever about not getting in their way or whatever. And so I guess that's something that like whenever I'm going through stuff with my family and things like that, it's like, I can feel what they're feeling and I don't want them to feel like, oh, whatever it is they're feeling, if it's a negative thing. And then so like I take it on myself to be like, it's my job. I have to fix that. Mm -hmm. Um like as if I'm in control of how they're going to feel about whatever's happening. But anyway, yeah, that was, it was a really, there was a good month or two there where I was just all in it, listening to podcasts, reading books. And um, yeah. Did it say anything about how like the best ways to move through that kind of thing for your type? So they do give tips uh, and most of it is being honest with yourself about certain things. Uh, I feel like I'm going through everything again right now just because I've kind of neglected it for the past few weeks. But so being honest with yourself about like what you're going through, how you feel about it, what you need in the moment or in the situation. So uh, example would be, you know, fight with my mom and where she feels like, oh, I'm being a particular way or coming off a particular way. And it's like, that's not at all what I'm trying to do. Like, I feel like you're stuck on this. I'm trying to explain what, my point of view is whatever. Yeah. And so I guess like one of the big things was just like, instead of shutting that down and being like, well, she's not going to get it. She just make her feel better about like how she feels about the situation right now. Be honest with yourself about what you need for you to get through this situation mm -hmm. too. And that would end up, I mean, of course, leading to not having to cope with food or anything else. So, yeah. Like having yeah. hard conversations with people. Yeah, that's, that's one that, man, so hard conversations is definitely something that's hard for, for me. Gosh, which is another reason that I love the podcast so much, because it's like a lot of what y'all, especially whenever y'all talk about relationships, it's nothing but hard conversations. And one thing, um, there's, there's a guy named Richard Rohr. He's, he's a Catholic priest. He's just ridiculously wise, though. He, uh, he started talking about boundaries in this podcast that they have. And uh, with that podcast is called another name for any or another name for everything, I think is what it was called. But so mm -hmm. they were talking about setting boundaries and it was actually a woman wrote in about setting boundaries with her parents for her kids because she was putting this really, her mom was putting this really religious, I guess, dogma Ooh, on her kids. And she was like, that's yeah. And so she was like, that's not how we want to raise our kids. Like we don't want to raise them as strict as you're trying to like, impose on our family 
And so she was talking, she was asking like, how do I set boundaries with my mom for this when I don't want to hurt her feelings? And so Richard kind of laughed about it. And he was like, you know, it's interesting. People never want to hurt somebody else's feelings, but they want to have boundaries. He was like, hurt feelings are almost necessary for boundaries. He was like, it's unfortunate. He was like, but if you set boundaries properly, you're probably going to hurt some feelings. So getting like growing and having those types of conversations, setting boundaries, like black and white, not like, well, maybe, you know, we just don't talk as much or anything. Like, it's like, nope, this is, we'll talk this many times a week until we can get past whatever, whatever the situation would be. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's hurt feelings in both directions because even if you don't Mm -hmm. have the hard conversation, maybe it's like a smaller degree of hurt feelings. So it's not as acute, like a lot of hurt feelings in a short period of time, but it's less hurt feelings over a way longer period of time. And it's like, I'm Mm -hmm. pushing off the discomfort of the lots of hurt feelings right now and being like, Oh, it'll just, it'll just eventually resolve itself. And with family, with family, your deepest habits come out. Like that's where it Mm -hmm. was all built. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it never just goes away. Like it doesn't, you know, so it's, learning to have those conversations has been, it's been interesting. It's been mm-hmm. fun, but <laughs> I yeah. say fun. That's like a defense mechanism there. That it's, it's definitely not, not fun. fun. I was so. going to say, I'm like, <laughs> ours have not been quite fun, but no, it's one way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Not fun at all, but I guess necessary is just what it is. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to, um, I want to help you keep, your health and wellness and fitness top of mind because it'll make having these hard conversations easier because Mm -hmm. if you are coming from a place where you're feeling awesome about yourself, you'll be more likely to feel the confidence that you can handle those types of things and that you're going to show up as your best self. And the, like the base of the pyramid in my mind is taking care of yourself And Mm -hmm. when you take care of yourself and you are, and I don't mean like never having a burger and fries. I don't mean um, Uh being super strict and only having vegetables and rice. And you mentioned turkey and chicken. You can have steak, you can have potatoes, you can have all Mm -hmm. sorts of different things, but more so. things I love. Yeah. Just like you can still have things that you love. You can still have ice cream. You can still have all these things in a way that is serving you instead of putting you further away from all the people that you love and and making it Mm -hmm. less so that you withdraw. And I want to find a way to, for you to keep it top of mind so that, because the other habits are stronger and you also don't have this like huge motivating effort going forwards. Do you have any type of reflection process or a period of time, like maybe weekly where you sit down and you think about, Hey, like how was my health and fitness this week? Not specifically about health and fitness. Uh, I think I did for a while there, which was typically Sunday because that was just an easy rest day to have. And so it was like, an e- and also I was out of town at the church that I play at. So for a while there, I would say, yeah, that would be it. And that's also when I'm prepping for the next week. And so it was like, all right, what was this week like? What can I change for this coming week? And, and not And not in like a, 
I don't know. I, didn't, I, don't even, I never even wrote anything down. It was just like thinking about it. Like, okay, well, this day I know I did this and I didn't really feel great about that. So, you know, maybe, I don't know. It was just a very internal, just internalizing what I ate, how it made me feel certain days. And there were some days where, like I said, there was that like two month period where I was tracking everything. That's the only time where I was actually writing anything down. Like, like all right, this is how I felt after I had this meal at this time. And like, okay, this is how I felt the next day. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's like, I got a PR this day. What did I eat the cup? Like a few days before that. And so those were the only times that I did that on a regular basis. So it was mostly just like, what did I do this previous week that I didn't like? And how can I not do that this coming week? Yeah. Uh, Are you open to making it a little bit more formal? It sounds like maybe going all the way to tracking and writing about how you feel after every meal and doing all of that could be a huge leap. And it's Mm -hmm. possible that that's, what made it a lot harder to stick to when things, when you started hitting life, which happens, life is not, Mm -hmm. life is going to keep happening no matter what. So a smaller leap might be helping you keep it top of mind in a more formal way. That's not Mm -hmm. a one Sundays. I'll remember to think about it. But Mm -hmm. the first thing I do when I wake up every Sunday is I sit with a blank piece of paper and I ask myself, what, how did I treat myself this past week in terms of my health and fitness? And what, what are my expectations for the next week? Are they realistic? And Mm -hmm. how can they be different next week? Like just maybe a couple questions. Yeah, no. And it would probably have to be something like that because otherwise it's literally just like, oh crap, I got to prepare for this coming week. What was this last week like? And it's just Mm -hmm. like, you know, it was just really sporadic. Just, it wasn't even like a, Oh yeah, I need to think about last week. It was just like, it just popped into my head and it was like, Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, prepping for next week. What was this last week? Like, I didn't like that. Okay. So this mm-hmm. week we'll do this. And then, you know, changing things up like that. Very informal, very just. Yeah. I want you to have a formal way because it's not always just going to pop up into your head. It's probably, Mm -hmm. especially right now when you're, when it's, you know, two months is not enough time to ingrain a habit. It's Mm -hmm. it's also, it's not enough time to be like, Hey, I got this. I can just like loosen the, you know, there's this, um, this process of being super dialed in that a lot of people find restrictive that can aid you in being able to be more flexible because you've, mm-hmm. you've, it's like a learning, like you, you have to do, it's like going to university, you have to study for exams, but when you go to your job, you can let go of a lot of the things that don't serve you that you had in university and you don't have to study for right, exams right. anymore, but you still retained anything that was useful to you. Yeah. It's kind of like the same thing and having a formal process, anything like, it doesn't matter to me if it's, Every single morning you write down one thing that you want to do today for your health and fitness. It Anything that's going to keep it top of mind for you because mm-hmm. one of my favorite quotes of all time is the extent to which you are unconscious of a habit is the extent to which it persists. And meaning wow. the yeah. biggest leap is going from being unconscious to conscious. And when we're sitting mm-hmm. and having this conversation, you're conscious of all the things that you're doing. But in the moment, you're less conscious than you think you are. You're just like going through the motions, right. ma- making these decisions, not really conscious of the impact at large. And it's like, I can just 
it'll resolve itself eventually. But if you're thinking about it and you bring awareness, which we talked about, the goal mm -hmm. of this conversation was to have more awareness, to bring more awareness, even if you have to make it contrived, like you have to force a formal process, which can seem mm -hmm. hokey or whatever. I don't know. We do mm -hmm. tons of hokey things. So, but having some type of formal process that f forces you to think about it, even if you don't want to, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's another way of learning how to have hard conversations, even if you're just having them with yourself, it could at least make it less likely that the habit is going to persist because you are now more aware. Sure. And no, and that makes perfect sense because even like unconscious habits, like when you just said, what is your average day? Like, I don't even know what my average day of eating looks mm -hmm. like lately. Like it's, you know, and then it's like, then I'm realizing that. And then so, no, that makes perfect sense. And would this be like something that you imagine being really hard or something that you can easily add into your week? Probably more easy now that I'm working from home. I don't even, I don't know. Like, I don't think it would be that hard. I think it would just be tedious up front. I'm just, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not the guy that just sits there and like, all right, it's time to do this and like open up my notebook and oh, change the, journal. the story. Like, like, You're gonna be that guy. <laughs> you can <laughs> be so, that guy. <laughs> or I, I haven't been that guy before. And so, like, I have friends that like, it's like, okay, I wake up and like the first thing I do, I make coffee and then I journal. And it's like, why? How? Like, mm -hmm. what do you mean? You the first thing you do is journal. Like, sometimes the first thing I want to do is. I mean, the first thing I do is take my dog out. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, so it's just, um, I don't know. I don't think it'll be that bad. I really don't. So, well, I'm going to check in on you in four weeks and I, okay. I'm going to check in on you and I want you to get specific with me right now on exactly what your personal check-in process is going to be for the next four weeks. I have no idea. Right now. Let's let's um, this word. This is what we're all, we're doing this right now. I wish people yeah. could see. Nobody's going to be able to see your face, but his face just went like eyebrows went up, and he's like, "Oh no, I'm being told <laughs> to do right something." <laughs> Thought it was like in four weeks you would you know okay so what's oh, the process no. going to look like going no, man. forward? If because if I check in on you in four weeks and that's all we talked about here, you'd be like, "Yeah, I thought about it, but." you know my wife's pregnant and she's now seven months pregnant and <laughs> uh, I don't know what I, don't, I have no idea even where I would start with that yeah. what do you think that should look like it can look like I'm going to give you a couple suggestions and then I just want you to pick what resonates with you I'm not going to give you too okay. many because I don't want to give you too many options and I definitely want this to be super low barrier for entry meaning I want to come to something clear. So I don't want to be like, I'm going to think about my nutrition and fitness more. I want to know like, what are you actually going to do? What does that look like? Where are you going to sit at what time of day? Is it going to be mm -hmm. one day a week? Like, is it going to be more than one day a week? And it doesn't matter to me if even this like check-in with yourself comes, if anything comes of it, it's just an opportunity for you to think about it. Meaning that sure. automatically you're going to do something about it because you think about it. And that's sure. the whole quote. Yeah. It's like, we don't want to remain unconscious of a habit because then it will persist. So we're trying right. to like bring awareness around something that you're currently just not super jazzed up about. And so it could look like every Sunday, which, and you did mention this, like, if I wake up on time type, mm -hmm. you know, like I can tell there's like uh -huh. a little bit of like, like a 
some wavy discipline around time of like, am I waking? Yeah. yeah, there's a little bit of that going on, which is okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I had a for a while there where it was like, all right, your entire day was planned and you had margin here and here for like mishaps and or whatever, like for unexpected mm-hmm. things that would happen. And so and <laughs> I just went like full opposite, like, like, oh, what is time? Like, I don't yeah. wear a watch, you know, because my <laughs> phone has the time on it. Um, but yeah, no. So it's just, yeah, time is uh, not super managed, right? Now. Right. And I'm not, I'm not saying every single minute of your day needs to be managed, but uh, this would, this will help with all of those things because maybe you're like, oh, I'm going to wake up at a specific time to be able to do this task. And that's the only time that you manage it at all. Um, So it could be I wake up and I let my dog out and then I – because you know that that's happening every single morning. Like that's already ingrained. You're already doing that. So if you stack a habit on that one that's already happening and you say for the next four weeks after I let my dog out, I am going to sit and think about one thing that I'm going to do to prioritize my health and fitness today. And whether you do it or not, it doesn't matter to me. I just want you to have the moment where you think about it. Like, what action am I going to take towards my health and fitness today? And then the next day, you let your dog out and you do the exact same thing. And it could be, that could be one. Mm -hmm. Um, You could have on Sundays, you take a longer period of time. But it's like, what what are you actually going to do? Like something that's like 80% likelihood that you're actually going to do it. Actually, that first, that one, that just that you just mentioned, let Riley out and then what am I going to do today? One thing, just I, one thing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's extremely doable. Yeah. Yeah, I want it to feel like there's no way that I can't do this because I promise you there will be days that you forget to do it. Yeah, no, and even like, Hearing you say it, I'm like, the only way I wouldn't do that is if I chose not to do it that day. Like, that would be a conscious decision, especially if I just set a reminder, like, because I have work at 7 every morning. So mm-hmm. it's easy to set a reminder at 6.15. I'm already up by then. So 6.15, hey, just a reminder pops up. What are you going to do for your health and fitness today? And... Yeah. Like, like I said, the only way I wouldn't do it is if I chose not to do it. So yeah. And I, and I, the one, the other thing, okay, so that's what you're going to do every day. You let Riley out and then you're going to think about the one thing you're going to do for your health and fitness for that day. And the only other thing I'm going to add to that is that I want you to not choose something that's unrealistic for that particular day. So it's like something that is as easy as the thinking about it. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to, you, you and your wife talked about getting burgers and French fries that night. You're like, I'm going to ask my wife if we can get something different or mm-hmm. I'm going to do a 10 minute workout at the house or mm-hmm. I'm going to go on a long walk during a break I have at work. Mm-hmm. It could be anything health and fitness related at all. Okay. And I don't want it to be like, I'm going to go run five miles. I'm going to do a thousand lunges with yeah, a foot carrier. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. trying to avoid. That's what I'm trying to avoid. But four weeks, you're committing. 
Four weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm setting the reminder now. Okay, four weeks. I'm going to check back in on you. And um, I should do like Michael, what we usually do is like, if you don't do it, but you'd have to be totally honest. But if you don't do it, then you have to do like a thousand burpees. Yeah, I, that was so... I remember whenever y'all did one thing like that. He I don't remember what the He made yeah. a bet with me about something about where subways are. And he lost and he had to do 500 burpees. It was... I have so it on awful. film. It was amazing. That sounds so awful. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, we can we can wager on this. Well, I just like you're like competitive. You're like I compete with my friends. A thousand no, burpees yeah, is aggressive. That'll, that'll happen. A thousand burpees is aggressive. Let's do three hundred burpees. Three hundred burpees in one shot. Oh, one shot. Okay, that's not over like X amount of days. No, no, no. Okay, in one shot, <laughs> three hundred burpees. <laughs> that's what you gotta do. If you don't do this Great. in the next four weeks. Got it. And you can okay. miss you can miss a couple of days here and there. Like I'll give you some leeway, but you got to be like ninety percent. Ninety percent. Okay. Ninety mm. percent. Okay. That's doable. We got a deal. This we is recorded. I got this on record. Yeah, this is recorded. You're right. <laughs> Think about that. Okay. So. <laughs> That's uh, that's happening. All right. Um, do you have any other questions for me? Is there any else thing else I can uh, answer? Off the top of my head, no. Right now, all I can think about is three hundred burpees and how awful that would be. Yeah, sometimes you, if you can't find something strong enough to run towards, you can find something strong enough to run away from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely running away. I would much rather run away from burpees. Exactly. Um, oh, what an awful. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, nothing off the top of my head, though. Nothing right now. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to check in on you in four weeks, and mm-hmm. I want to hear about how it went. And no pressure, you know, like if nothing comes of it, which I <laughs> highly doubt that nothing will come of it, that's okay. Yeah. I just want you to think about your health and fitness every day. Okay. One thing, small thing. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on Instagram at workingagainstgravity. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.